Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable inviting you to stay tuned for this edition of Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF. We're so glad to be joining you today right there in Madison and North Florida and South Georgia. And if you're driving uh, Interstate 95 today, keep your hands on the wheel and watch where you're going. But listen to this broadcast as long as you're in the range of the station. We believe it's going to be a very special blessing to you today. Simply because of God's promise concerning His Word. He spoke of His Word in the New Testament as seed. And He said, if this seed falls into a good ground heart... It will bring forth fruit, some thirty, some sixty, and some one hundredfold. So there's great potential when you open your mind and open your heart to receive the Word of God today. Hallelujah. And even in the Old Covenant, the Bible said that God's Word is like the rain and the snow that comes down out of heaven and waters the earth and causes it to bring forth and to bud. He said it will accomplish that that he desires and it will prosper in the thing whereto he sent it. You know, we claimed a scripture in Psalm 107 and verse 20 when we went on the air. And that scripture declares he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. He sent his word to heal and to deliver. And in order to heal the awful wound that sin has, has inflicted upon every one of us in this fallen world. Amen. He sends the good news of what Jesus has accomplished at the cross in our behalf. The gospel of Jesus Christ. And friend, he's sending it to you today. If you don't know Christ as your Savior, amen. You are the primary target for God's concern today. We who are saved today are safe. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're not just saved. We're safe. We are in a place spiritually where God is, is caring for us. Where God has marked us, sealed us unto the day of redemption. But if you're not saved today, you're in a very dangerous place. Because when you draw your last breath, you're headed somewhere for eternity. And God so loved this world of people like you and me, who have all sinned and come short of the glory of God, that He gave His only begotten Son, the Scriptures declare, that none would perish but have eternal life. Whoever would believe on Him would not perish but have eternal life. Please stay tuned with us. Don't don't uh, uh, exempt yourself as we go to study God's Word today. Get into it with us. Hear what God has to say. Maybe you'll understand better why that Christians who have discovered who they are in Christ and who Christ is in them are filled with such joy and optimism in such a, a joy-stealing, strength-draining world that we live in. The bad news is all around us. I've come to bring you good news today. In fact, that's what gospel means. It means good Good news, And the book of Proverbs said uh, that good news from a far country is like a, a cool drink of water to a thirsty man. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, a friend of mine, we're going, to, we're going to pray today that the living water just quenches the thirst in your soul today. 
Praise God. Amen. If you have your Bibles, please turn with us to Romans chapter 5, verse 9 through 11. We're going to be talking about living as a Christian in the now of your salvation. Living in the now of your salvation. Hope is future. And there's so much we have as Christians to hope for in the future. Hope, in fact, biblically defined, is the glad anticipation of future good. The glad anticipation of future good. But we're not talking about the future now. We're talking about right here and right now. We used to sing the great uh, hymn of the faith, Won't It Be Wonderful There? Talking about our hope and our future, our certain future and our certain hope. Won't it be wonderful there, having no burdens to bear, walking and talking with Christ the Supernal One? Won't it be wonderful there? Friend, I don't have to tell you, we're not there. That's our hope, our certain hope. That is going to occur in our future. But we're not living there, yet we're living here. One songwriter wrote the great hymn that, that, that talks about the, the, won't it, the, our heavenly home is bright and fair. I feel like traveling on. Surely that is the hope of every believer, every child of God. But we are not living in the sweet by and by. We're living in the nasty here and now. And the psalmist David said in the book of Psalms, he said, I had fainted, literally been crushed by life, its pressures, its responsibilities, its disappointments, its discouragements. I had been crushed by life unless I believed to see the goodness of God, not just in the sweet by and by, not just somewhere out in the future in eternity, but here and now, unless I believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living, not after I die and go to heaven, but right here and right now. That's why the now scriptures are so important to you and to me as a child of God today. There's a before we read this scripture, I heard the humorous story of two men uh, who went to fill out a job application. Uh, both of them had been out of work for quite some time, and they were desperate for work. <laughs> One of them looked over at the other, and he said, How do you spell rat? He said, Rat? He said, Yeah. He said, It's R-A-T. Why? He said, Because it says here, When can you start to work? And I'm going to put down rat now. Praise God. Well, friend of mine, we're talking about the right here and the right now of your walk with God today. Right here and right now. You know, the Bible said, it doesn't appear what we shall be, but there's something we can know in the now. Now we are the sons of God. We're going to be talking about that, reading about that, and all the other now scriptures. So look for the word now in this Bible study. It is so important because God wants to do something in your life and mine right here and right now. Praise God. This is the day of salvation. Right now, if you don't know Christ, this right now, not future, now is the accepted time. 
You know, someone said a great truth that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And many people are going to wind up banished from God and punished eternally because they put off something that is so vitally important. Someday, some way, some time in the future, I will consider coming to Christ. I want to tell you today, there's never going to be a better time for you to come to Jesus than right now. Before this broadcast is over, if you don't know Christ, you can come to know Him. And everything that concerns your relationship with God, His promises and purposes for you will be realized in the now. Listen to this very carefully and listen for the word now. Romans chapter 5 verse 9 through 11 says, Much more than being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom we have now received the atonement. Praise God. I want to back up a minute. Justified. Much more than being now justified. It's a forensic term. It would be used in a courtroom where someone has been tried and they have been found not guilty, and they have been acquitted, (laughs) and now they walk away completely free from any uh, law and and punishment that that would have been uh, uh, placed against them. Justified. We used to say it this way, after the blood of Jesus cleanses someone who has come to Him by faith, amen, it's just as if I have never sinned. Hallelujah. You know what God says He does with our sin? When we confess our sin and repent of it and receive Christ as our Savior, it says, as it is written, this is a new covenant promise that He is able to fulfill because of what Jesus has done at the cross. As it is written, saith God, I will cast their sins away from them, as far as the east is from the west, and their sins will I remember no more. You know, there are people that will never forget something you did wrong to them or something you just did wrong. They will never forget and they will never forgive. But God says, not only will I forgive that sin, I will never associate you with it again. That's what justified means. That's why it is a forensic term. If you have been acquitted in a court of law, they will never arrest you and prosecute you for that crime or that infraction again. Justified. Being now justified. If you've been forgiven, don't ever look back. Don't ever look back. Don't ever let the enemy of your soul, the accuser, come and cause you to look back. Always look forward because your past is gone as far as God is concerned. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. Being now justified. And because we are acquitted, we shall be saved from wrath through Him, through Christ. 
For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more being now reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. And not only so, the Scripture says, but we also joy in God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. I want to stop, deal with this word just a moment, atonement. This word atonement is a redemptive word. In fact, salvation, redemption, justification, sanctification, none of those words would be in our Christian vocabulary unless the atonement had occurred. To atone for someone is is more than just paying uh, the ransom. It means the ransom. The blood of Christ has been accepted. That our sins have been atoned for. They've been judged in Jesus. God has accepted His suffering and His sacrifice upon the cross. So that sin, our sin, your sin and my sin was judged in Him. So that when we come to Christ, repenting of our sin, and receive Him as our Savior, our sins can not just be forgiven, they can be forgotten, they can be remitted, hallelujah, and we can be treated as if we had never sinned. Glory be to God. That is what justification and that is what atonement has accomplished to allow for justification. Praise God. And because of justification through the atonement, we have been reconciled unto God. We're not enemies. There's no enmity between us and a holy God. Hallelujah. A holy God can accept us as His sons and His daughters, as His very children, bring us into His royal family and allow and not only allow, but but challenge us to call Him Abba, Father. Hallelujah. Amen. To speak of Him intimately, personally, and paternally. Glory to the Lord. Salvation is much more than just forgiveness to where we're just an old sinner saved by grace. We were old sinners. We have been saved by grace. But now, I'm going to use that now scripture before we even read it. But now, we are the sons of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's why we need to live in the present tense of our salvation. In the now. Praise God. And and the Bible said that we can joy in God through the atonement. Because now that we have been brought into a place of fellowship with Him, we can joy in God, not dread Him, not fear Him in the sense of dreading the judgment to come or dreading His, his chastisement. Ah, oh, friend, we can joy in God because of the atonement and because of what Christ has accomplished for us. There's a scripture that you probably know or have heard before. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And it's in the Old Covenant in the book of Nehemiah, chapter 8. Amen. And, and where Ezra, the high priest uh, at the water gate, uh, preaches from a pulpit of wood, the first mention of a pulpit, reading the law 
of God and the hearts of the people being pricked. They had drifted through their Babylon experience after they were carried away captive. They're back home now, but they're not back in fellowship with God as they should be. It wasn't enough to get brought back into their homes and their lands and their cities and set free from their slavery. God wanted that relationship restored with him and as they repented as they heard the law they wept (laughs) and they repented and Ezra told them don't don't weep any longer this is what God has wanted is you to open your heart repent of your sin so fellowship could be restored and when that fellowship was restored he told them go and now dry your tears go and eat the fat And drink the sweet, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is not a liver shiver on Sunday morning when the Holy Spirit uh, manifests God's presence. The joy of the Lord is that relationship, reconciled relationship with God. Hallelujah. Where He can embrace us and we can embrace Him. And there's no enmity between us, no tension between us and God because of our sin and because of our rebellion. Hallelujah. We can joy in God. The greatest advertisement for the faith, amen, is Christians living in that joyous fellowship relationship with God. Not coming to church out of obligation or responsibility, but coming to church because we enjoy His Word. We enjoy His worship. We enjoy fellowship with His people. Hallelujah. Praise God. We enjoy some point in that service when we literally sense God is in that room with us. Christ is within us and God is with us and and God is within us. Hallelujah. You see, friends, sin had separated us from a holy God, both Jew and Gentile alike. But Christ's atoning sacrifice has made us one with each other and one with God. One with each other and one with God. Listen for the now scriptures on this subject in Ephesians 2, verse 13 through 19. It says, But now, In Christ Jesus, ye who were sometimes far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who hath made both one. We're talking about Jew and Gentile. And everyone who wasn't a Jew was a Gentile. We we were not partakers of the covenant with Abraham. We were not partakers. We had no basis for for trusting God as terms of a covenant with Him or looking to God for help in our life or our future. But it said, He is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in His flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in Himself of twain one new man, so making peace. And having, and that he might reconcile both, this is Jew and Gentile, unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. 
and came and preached peace to you that were far off, and to them that were nigh. For through him we both, Jew and Gentile again, have access by one Spirit to the Father. You see, in Christ Jesus, anything that would separate us from being treated in such a way uh, that that God would would make no difference in us at the foot of the cross we lose amen all of those things that would separate us and we gain a spiritual identity that makes us one with God and one with one another Hallelujah. And we have equal access by one Spirit to the Father. You know, the Scriptures declare that in Jesus Christ there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither rich nor poor. Great or small, there is neither male nor female. Of course, there's male or female in the home. There's there's all kinds of situations biblically where the male is distinguished, the female is distinguished, but in salvation... And our fellowship relationship with God. A man has no more access than a woman has. A Jew has no more access than a Gentile has. We've become one in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The God has no stepchildren. That You know what that means today? That means I, as a minister of the gospel, after all of these years, I'm in my 42nd year. As, as, as the senior pastor of the Holy Church of God right here in Tampa, Florida, where I've been the, been the, the senior pastor all of these years. I've been a Christian all of these years. I've studied the Bible. I've tried my best to do my best for Jesus Christ. I have no more access to God than if you come to Christ, if you don't know Him today, and you come to know Christ today, Before this broadcast is over, you repent of your sin and accept Jesus. Your sin is so thoroughly purged from you that God will associate you with it no more. And I have no more access to God than you do. You have equal standing. I may know more about what I have in Christ and be able to appropriate it and apply it. But in spiritual reality... I, yeah, I, I have no more access to Him than you do. He sees us as His children. He has no stepchildren. Hallelujah. Now, Paul said we are. We collectively, corporately as Christians, now, after salvation, we are the sons of God. Hallelujah. And if sons of God, then we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus. That means that sonship is real. It, hallelujah. It is legal. It is, it is absolutely binding. And God binds himself to his word. Hallelujah. He keeps his promise to forgive and forget our sin and bring us into his royal family and treat us as his very children. That's why now, is so important in an understanding of this blessed walk with God. Hallelujah. See, before coming to Christ, we were all under the influence of the evil one. And we were dead in our sin. In terms of a relationship with God, we were dead in trespasses and sins. But He has changed that through the atonement 
Ephesians 2, 1 through 5. Listen carefully. And you hath he quickened, that means given life, who were dead in trespasses and sins, spiritually dead, but given spiritual life. Wherein in times past you walked, I walked, we walked. We were all lost before we got saved. We walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for His great love, wherewith He loved us. I want to stop right here and say He didn't start loving us when we repented of our sin. He didn't start loving us when we begin to try to do better or to live right. He didn't love us when we asked Him for forgiveness. He loved us while we were yet in our sins, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and mind. While His holiness demanded justice, His love found a way to show us mercy and a way for us to be forgiven and a way for us to be saved. He loved us, verse 4 said, even, verse 5, when we were dead in sins, He hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible said of God's love that God commendeth His love to us. He shows His love to us. He divulges His love to us. He commends His love to us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Make no mistake about it, if you don't go to heaven today, if you are lost today, if you end up in eternal banishment and punishment, you will go there by choice, not by chance, because God has loved you enough to give His Son, and He loves you enough today to send His Word. That's why I'm on the air today. I dare say no one under my voice is going to, uh, going to show up to be some kind of financial support for our church or ministry. I'm not expecting that at all. If, it, if you should want to do that, you would certainly be welcome, but it, it would be a surprise to me. We're not, we have no ulterior motive for being on the air except that you, if you don't know Christ, know Him. And if you do know Christ, hallelujah, that you grow in your knowledge of who you are in Him and who He is in you. Even when you were dead in sins, He has given you life. When you came to Jesus, that, that, that God had to count us as dead. He couldn't have relationship, fellowship with us because sin is a great separator. It says in the old covenant, my ears not heavy that it can't hear. My hand is not short that it can't reach you. But your sins have separated between you and your God. And friend, through the atonement, when sin is so effectively dealt with through the shed blood and the death of Jesus on the cross, 
that God can now accept us in the Beloved. Bring us into His royal family. And the, the moment we become a Christian, now, in that now of our life, right here, right now, we are the sons of God. There's no wait and see. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now we are the sons of God. And hallelujah. And if sons, then heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Friend of mine today, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, right now, now is the day of salvation. This is the accepted time. There'll never be a better time. I'm not saying this is your last opportunity. It could be you may not live to see tomorrow. I don't know. You don't know. God knows. But I know this. I know there'll never be a better day, a better opportunity than right here and right now to come to know Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. And I pray that you will come to Him right here and right now. That you will confess your sins. Repent your, of your sins. You can't change yourself. But you can change your mind about the road that you're on, the life that you're living. You can repent. Let God see that you are sorry that you've sinned against Him. And you can receive the atonement by receiving Jesus Christ. And you can be justified. You can be acquitted in God's court. And you can go free. Your conscience can be clear. You can lay down tonight knowing if I die before I wake, I know exactly where my soul is going to spend eternity. It will go to the God who loved me enough to give His Son to the Christ who loved me enough to stay on the cross. Come back next week, will you? And let's talk about Jesus. Jesus.